Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hola. Zarguayas, hello possums, and aloha marsupials. Welcome back to part two of the Offensive Points podcast. We're going to talk some game previews this week. But first, please follow us on all the socials. We are always putting the content out. So go to YouTube. You can see our beautiful faces. You can see Jordan's beautiful face, Mace, Bomber. They're all on there. Go to the website. We've got articles up on the website with our IDP rankings for the week. And remember, possums, we live it so you can win it. So, to wrap this all up, nice, put a bow on it. We got week two game previews. Let's get it, boys. Billy didn't ask me about final thoughts on the first podcast that we did today, so I just want to talk about some some final thoughts today. Um, I just will say, I, I, and it's gonna it's gonna be one of those deep moments. I really like our team we got. Obviously, the three of us meshed really well together. We obviously got to meet Bomber at the expo, but uh, Mace already doing some big things for us. And, uh, we, we are, we all know that we sort of like Jordan. So, uh, good crew that we got here at, uh, IDP army and, uh, we're obviously the offensive point side of it, but love our team, man. Great That's time. a good point. I forgot. We need to start telling people to go to the IDP where we have, we're going to have articles that start popping up every week. Mace has written an amazing recap of week one that he's put up on there. Um, and go read it. It's an amazing read. So please go. Not a that. lot of, I, good IDP content out there, and Mace definitely uh, nailed it on the head. Whenever I saw that, I was like, "Great job, dude! Like phenomenal." Yeah, it was phenomenal, man. Sure, it did. just wrapped everything up, even in a cleaner bow than my intro. So, all right. Well, speaking of intros, Joe, let's get right into the game previews. Joe, get us there. All right, one fifty-one rum, pineapple juice, and Austin Eckler running loose. Welcome to KC Mo, <laughs> where the Los Angeles Sunshines take on the Kansas City Kermits. The over-under to this game is 54, and the weather is clear at Arrowhead Stadium. So, Josh, what's going on with these quarterbacks? Yeah, so uh, Mahomes and Herberts, you're no, no brainers here. You're going to play them both without any doubt. Uh, one thing I would just like to touch on just real quick, though, briefly, is this offseason, we, I, at least I told you, Mahomes would be fine. And he started off this season with a bang and silenced all the haters. So, I hope you feel goofy, especially those people who uh, drafted Lamar Jackson ahead of him. Uh, Yahoo drafters, mostly. Be goofy. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Herbert's fine. Both these guys are fine. Um, we got Kelsey. Uh, once again, you don't need me to tell you about that. But honestly, one person I do want to touch on is uh, Gerald Everett. Um, tight ends are lacking a bit of production right now. And I think personally, Gerald Everett can be a solid addition right now. After waivers cleared, he's only owned in around 25% of leagues. And with Keenan Allen officially out now, uh, and a shootout looming. I'm rolling the dice on Everett on Thursday night. So, okay. I like it. Can't hate it. Can't hate it. All right. I'll get on to the running backs. Um, uh, obviously, on the LA Charger side, I think you're going to fire up Eckler, not really wor- worried about it. I do understand some people are probably going to be a little cautious with how his snap share ended up last week, but I would say don't worry about it. I think you're fine to just, you know, he's, he's going to be an RB1 going forward. So, you're, you're fine. Put him in there. Uh, the, the, Chief side of things is a little bit more interesting. Um, I think CEH is a playable person, and I think he still is at least a flex play. I think he's good. Um, I think the Isaiah Pacheco thing was a little fool's gold-ish. I think that he was only in there because the game was a blowout, and I don't really I, – I know he was like a huge waiver wire spot for a lot of people this week, but I just – I'm not going to be the one to fall for it. I don't think that that's going to be how it is going forward. I'm down for the pickup. I'm not down for the start. Yeah, don't start him. Not against the Chargers. We got to see more. 
We got to see more. So the wide receivers in this game, uh, Keenan Allen's out. So you got Mike Williams and Josh Palmer as your wide receivers. Palmer was already <clears> playing a lot before Allen went out. So he finished playing 75% of the snaps for LA. You're starting both of these guys as much as I don't want to say it. Uh, the Chiefs only allowed 179 passing yards to an anemic Cardinals offense. However, I am not ready to honor them as a shutdown secondary. So start them with no fear. Uh, the Chargers didn't have J.C. Jackson last week and allowed Devonta Adams to absolutely torch them. Um, so Juju is going to have a pretty good matchup this week. Uh, Michael Davis and Asante Samuel, sub 50 PFF grades. So this game has an opportunity to shoot out. And if that happens, I can see Hardman having a good game but I'm not banking on it. Sky Moore only played 19% of snaps, so I don't trust him yet. So you're starting Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and you're starting Juju. That is it. You're not starting Keenan Allen. He's injured. But I'm you would have. I'm interested to see. Did I say Keenan Allen? You did. No, Mike Williams and Josh Palmer. I apologize. I'm interested to see if J.C. Jackson shadows this year. If he does shadow, yikes. I, I don't yeah. – like, that's going to be a – uh, I, the Chargers are already seeming like a dangerous team, um, but they're going to be like, I don't think Devontae would have had near what he had last week if JC Jackson was out there. But so, Asante As- Samuel actually had a pretty good game. I know that Devontae Adams obviously had a great game, but um, so I think <laughs> in reality, what the big game changer here for the Chiefs is going to be is the fact that they're going to have actual pass rushers coming at them because they did not have that last week in Arizona. So, not saying that they're going to, you know, Mahomes is going to struggle, but he's going to not put up five touchdowns. So, yeah, like, even though it's a shootout, Joseph Day could could ruin his day pretty quickly. But oh yeah, good. And Arizona was missing JJ Watts. So we don't really know what that would have looked like, but I don't think it would have added much. But this Chargers team is really a lot better on defense. So, um, who do we think is going to win, guys? Uh, I I have the Chiefs. I'll take the Chiefs as well, but it's a lot closer than you think. And the only reason I'm picking the Chiefs is because the Chargers always seem to lose these kind of games. I've got the Chargers because they're winning the Super Bowl. So beautiful. I just think the Chiefs, you know, Mahomes doesn't lose in September. Just can't do it. Does not. You guys want to want to head over to Philly? I sure do. All right. So Jalen Hurts is about to get his Liberty Bell rung as the invading Vikings <laughs> treat Philly like an Angela Anglo Saxon settlement in Scotland. We got a slight chance of rain in this one, and the over under is fifty point five. Josh, tell us about these quarterbacks. Wow. Slight chance of rain and you're calling for Minnesota to win. Okay. Um, first things first, uh, cousins. I think this is a week in which you should temper expectations. Uh, if this is your best option, I think he can be valuable. You drafted cousins. He should be your near your backup or at least have someone similar of value here. So, um, I'm not expecting more than 20 points for cousins here. Um, mainly because the Eagles secondary is the one strong suit of the Eagles defense. Um, I may be biased in this point. So, uh, getting into Hertz, uh, for a quarterback to not throw any touchdowns, you're in good shape as a top five QB. Uh, you're starting Hertz, uh, no matter what, with his little new favorite toy, AJ Brown. Um, and then you got tight ends, uh, Minnesota tight ends, and a bit of a surprise move. Um, Irv Smith had only two targets and put up a goose egg in week one. And Johnny Munt caught all of his three targets for 17 yards. You're not starting either of these guys. I just wanted to let you know that don't drop Irv unless you really feel like you should. I did personally, but I'm just saying, I don't think you should yet see what week two has to offer here. Uh, and then Goddard off to a good start three for four for 60 yards. I think you're happy to have Goddard at this point, especially looking at what the other uh, tight ends did. You're in line for another solid start. Uh, the Vikings gave up six catches and 60 yards to tight ends last week. So uh, you're in good shape. Okay. Well, the running back side, um, obviously you're firing up Dalvin cook. Don't think that's any, you know, DeAndre Swift just got 144 yards on the Eagles. I don't think Dalvin Cook's going to have uh, as much trouble. Uh, the Philly side is a little bit more interesting because we, uh, Miles Sanders is fine to go. It's the other two, are they flex playable? And in my opinion, I don't think so because they didn't really get that many carries in the game. And as much as the, as close as the game was by the end, the game was a blowout for most of the game. The, the Eagles were whooping that ass um, in Detroit. And they just happened to come back in at the end. Uh, Hertz still got his carries and Miles Sanders got his. So I think you're going to, you know, Miles Sanders is, I think, you know, as Josh said, at the beginning of the season, top 15 wide receiver or running back, I think that you can treat him as such until time says different. But I think you're good to start him, leave Gainwell and Boston Scott on the bench for now. I actually 
I don't disagree with you because you're right, but I have to say that if you were in a tight spot, so you lost a running back or you have a weird matchup and you just didn't go heavy on running back, I think Gainwell actually could be a valuable option. He did see four targets and Boston Scott saw zero. So uh, technically did have a little bit more usage than Boston Scott. And I think this will be a closer game, whether we're down a little bit or it's just even the entire time. So I think Gainwell has value. I'm, I, I wouldn't personally start him, but I think that there's an option if you're desperate. I think he's a good DFS play because that Vikings, uh, that front seven looks pretty nasty coming mm-hmm. out of there. So I could see a lot of dump offs to Gainwell if this game's pretty close there or they have to play catch up by any means. So I don't mind it. All right. So All right. what's up, Bill? I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, yo, go ahead. Oh, uh, basically you're starting Justin Jefferson and AJ Brown this week. They absolutely killed it. Um, I, I think they're going to have a harder time producing this week than they did last week, but they both receive 19% target share. We are not sweating these guys. Uh, Thielen and Devonta Smith both played over 95% of the snaps in week one. I expect better games from both of them, but I'm more confident in Devonta Smith to have a bounce back. So I kind of like Devonta Smith here. I, I'm not totally hyped on Thielen at all. So I pretty much just Jefferson and A.J. Brown is all I feel comfortable starting here. I personally think um... – that we're going to have a pro uh, that Devonte Smith's going to have a game. Uh, he even Nick Sirianni actually mentioned in his press conference, it, there was no reason for Devonte Smith not to have a game. He did have four targets. He just dropped a couple of them and it just wasn't in the game plan at that point. And AJ Brown was just wide open. So I don't think there's anything wrong with Devo- starting Devonte Smith this week. I get why, if you're worried about starting him, but I think this will be a closer game. I think this will be a more well-balanced game uh, than last week with the Lions. So I agree. Fair enough. I think Philly wins. I'm going Philly as well. Personally, I think uh, they, I think the Eagles pass rush actually shows up, makes Kirk Cousins have a couple problems. Uh, I think uh, Justin Jefferson has a tempered game, which is still 100 yards, but not 180 and two touchdowns. Um, And I think no one else really does anything. Okay. I think Minnesota is going to win because y'all ain't stopping Dalvin Cook this week. That's possible. RB1. Anytime I think of Kirk Cousins in primetime, I just think L. But yeah. by, by the way, I, I know we're done with this game preview, but why the hell are there two Monday night football games at the exact same time? So I actually know this late. because week one, the Emmys were on uh, during ah. that one window, and that's what the channel that the second game would have normally been on, I think. And they do usually and, do a, a back doubleheader Monday night. Yeah, okay, I, I, I believe that's the reason. That actually sounds mistaken. right. Because now that I'm thinking about it, though, actually, they were both on ESPN last year. So why? I don't know. I don't know. It's usually six and nine, and there's usually a, a, a West Coast <clears> game, and they're both like East Coast, mid, middle of the country games. Yeah, so. it's very strange. But anyway, yeah. Unrelated, sorry. All right, it's fine. Just throw off the whole podcast. Yeah. <laughs> We're, well, we're, done with the, we're done with the Eagles. We're done yeah. with the Eagles. So that's that's. <laughs> I'll talk. We're about already halfway there. All right. So the future most eligible bachelor in the history of the universe is about to lead the Buccaneers on a raiding party throughout the streets of New Orleans. We really need to divorce ourselves from this idea that the Saints <laughs> are a good team. Over under is forty four. It's in a dome. There's no weather here. Oh, there's no weather there. They don't have any. Um, <laughs> they don't do weather. So, this is a really uh, difficult task because I'm in charge of quarterbacks <laughs> and tight ends for these games. And uh, let's just start with one that's rolled into both. So we got Taysom Hill, who used to be a quarterback, who's now a tight end, but he's being used as a running back. Good to see he still has a role in this offense. And honestly, I, I like it for fantasy purposes. I don't recommend starting him just yet. I'd like to see it. I mean, there was a big 57-yard run. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about Taysom Hill in the future. I think he should be rostered at this point at the very least. Um, and as for Tampa Bay, Brate, Rudolph, Otten, nah, leave him on the waiver wire. Uh, it's worth noting that Brate had three targets, but none of them are startable and in my opinion, rosterable. So, uh, as for the quarterbacks, Jamie Winston, uh, stats look better on paper than he actually played, uh, due to the comeback that they needed. Um, I don't think he's quite startable yet. I think he's definitely rosterable, but, uh, a team that shut down Dak last week. This is not the time to start, Jamie. So don't hope for a, a comeback here. Um, and then Tom, it's worth it to say that Tom did not look great. Um, maybe it's Doris rumors. Maybe it's the rust uh, from not playing. It's Tom Brady. It's hard to say how good the Saints defense was. So um, I'm just going to go ahead and say you're starting him. You're not not starting Tom Brady. He's the GOAT. That's fair enough. He's the GOAT. Um, on the running back side, I think you are – so, okay, so Leonard Fournette has a hamstring injury that he missed practice from today. Uh, Wednesdays are typically days that if you are still going to play for the weekend, you do miss this one. It's really the concern of Thursday and Friday. 
So I, I kind of have to give this one an incomplete because if he does not play this weekend, obviously you're not starting Leonard Fournette. That's just the way of the road. Uh, we might get to see J- uh, Joe's boy Rashad White before you know we thought we would. Um, just something to monitor. I think he's going to be fine, but it, it's still something to monitor. Um, on the other side of things, New Orleans, I'm not starting them. I'm not starting anybody on this team. I know you have Alvin Kamara, and I know that you have to probably throw him out there because you drafted him in the first or second round. I just don't want any piece of it against Tampa Bay. I, I just don't think he's going to be – he was hardly used against the Falcons, it felt like, um, and I don't think that this is a good opportunity for him to bounce back because Tampa Bay's D-line is the one thing that they're good at, and if Winston's not going to throw Kamara the ball, that kind of takes away Kamara's value. So I don't think I'm starting – I. I would highly implore people to find another option than Alvin Kamara. Maybe you drafted Daryl Henderson on the bench or something. Um, you could put him in over Kamara. I know that this is going to make the whole thing seem weird, but I just, I'm not starting him with any confidence. Just kind of see how this plays out before you start him. I get it. Yeah. I mean, Zeke had five yards of carry against Tampa, which was, I don't know. I think Cleo Herbert did it last year on him, but that's the first time in like two years. So, there's a chance Kamara could have a good game. I'm more saying that because I have to start him. So I'm trying I was about to, to say, that, that sounds like somebody who has Kamara on their team. <laughs> Shut up, Billy. As somebody who has Elliot on their team, it did not feel great last week, just saying. <laughs> so it appears that we finally have a passing game in New Orleans. Uh, Landry looks really solid. Michael Thomas looks semi-back. And Alave fits right in. He looks pretty natural out there. So my big thing is I don't expect the Saints to plan to have Jameis throw 39 times every game. That doesn't seem like a recipe for success here. So Michael Thomas and Landry had a 20-plus percent target share. So I think you start those guys. That's 1A, 1B on the Saints here. But Tampa Bay's defensive back look incredible against Dallas. They were always making plays. Uh, but I don't think they're going to be able to shut down this type of firepower that the Saints bring. Still not super confident on Olave at all. So don't start him this week. Uh, Mike Evan and Julio are your starts for Tampa. Julio Jones looked like the old Julio Jones. I don't think the plan was for Julio to play as much as he did, but with Godwin Hurt, I think he's going to play a lot. So definitely DFS, Julio. I love it there. So I like him. Love it. Who's winning? Tampa. Yeah, I think we all agree. Tampa. Yep. All right. right, So Miami, Baltimore. Hopefully Miami's plane can sustain flight longer than Tua's throws as they fly to Baltimore to take on a broke quarterback <laughs> in his group of ragtag receivers. Over under <clears throat> 44, no weather concerns. Um, yeah, so just jumping right into Tua. Uh, I hope no one's <laughs> actually starting him, but if you are this week, or if you are in general, you're sitting him this week. So uh, Ravens have a top five pass defense. I think that's no surprise. They've been pretty great over the years. Uh, and the underthrows are turning into interceptions today. So do not start him. Uh, I will say, too, it did surprise me in week one, but I do not see him as anything more than a bi-week fill-in at this point uh, unless anything changes, and I'll, I'll let you know if I'm wrong about that one. Uh, Lamar uh, looked bad to start the game. Uh, he did make Duvernay fantasy relevant. Sorry, Joe, stepped on your toes here. Uh, fortunately, he did salvage the day by scoring two touchdowns late in the third. Uh, maybe this team is missing Marquise Brown a little bit. Uh, maybe not. Lamar uh, looked bad against one of the worst pass defenses in the league. So uh, those Yahoo drafters, like I said earlier, are really feeling a little bad about not drafting Mahomes. So um, into the tight ends, Mark Andrews managers, don't worry. I know you want 30 points a game, but be happy with the 10 and you'll get more in the future. Uh, Gasecki, as uh, Billy touched on earlier, uh, sit him. You shouldn't have been starting him in the first place. Uh, Tua has shiny new toys. Uh, and Gusecki is not one of them. Honestly, cut him. You don't need him. <laughs> All right. Well, the running back situation for this team or for these teams are both a hot ass mess. Um, I think you're going to have to start Chase Edmonds. He did get mo- bulk of the carries, did not look good against the Patriots, um, to say the least. But that, that team, that the game was kind of weird because, like, the Dolphins kind of jumped out to a lead and then. They did keep their foot on the pedal a little bit, and if that's the whole season, I don't think you're going to have a lot of opportunities to get a lot from these running backs, which kind of sucks. Um, on the Ravens' side, J.K. Dobbins does appear to be coming back this week. He does – at least the arrow is pointing towards him being healthy, and if he is, thank God for this running game because that the, the running game looked like a horrible mess with uh, – Kenyon Drake did not look good because he just got there. Everybody picked up Mike Davis thinking they got a steal. He was a huge DFS play I saw from a lot of people. Total bum. Didn't do anything against the Jets. Like, I just 
Baltimore team didn't look very good against the Jets, and that was a little concerning to me. But at the same time, you know, if you have J.K. Dobbins, I think you got to play him. But as far as the like breadth of these running backs, I would say steer away from this game. Fair. Yeah, I totally agree there. I mean, on the wide receiver side, I think we can all agree that we were a little bit too low on Tyree Kill. This dude is just really good at football. He had a 30% target share, which is absolutely wild. Uh, Tyreek is getting loose for a big one this week. I guarantee it. Waddle is starting for you, but you likely don't have better options here. His touchdown last week was a little bit of a broken play, um, but uh, he's still starting for you as a good wide receiver. Which brings me to Josh stepping on my toes, Devin Duvernay. He looked like an absolute animal last week scoring the two touchdowns, but he did that on four targets and a 45% snap share. I don't think it's being repeated. He is still third on the pecking order. I am, however, very comfortable starting Bateman this week. Even if he pulls Xavier Howard, I think he'll be just fine. So, Sorry for stepping on your toes, man. <laughs> they hurt, man. They hurt. Jerk. I like um, Miami in this one. I, I don't. Too. Baltimore. Hmm? I am. Mm-hmm. Little disagreement here. I like it. Are you writing these down so we can talk about them later? Is that a fireball just... bet, by the way? I'll I... I'll fireball bet you. Who wants? It? You guys both want it? Yep. Yeah. All right. Fireball. Fireball. <laughs> That's awesome. That's our new sound effect, and you will hear that a lot because we fireball bet a lot on this show. So sure do. We sure do. You guys want to talk about Buffalo? Let's do okay. it. Sure. All right. The Titans from the Butternut State are about to get their nuts buttered by Von Miller and the rest of the Bills as the Titans head to Orchard Park. We have rain in the forecast for this one and an over-under of 48. Yeah, the quarterbacks. Uh, quarterback one, Josh Allen. That's it. That's all you need to know for that one. Sorry, the butternuts got me, man. Um, <laughs> Ryan Tannehill played just good enough to avoid the Malik chance for now. Although, if they keep losing close games like this against bad teams, you're going to hear them sooner rather than later. Uh, and this is a loss already. So uh, Tannehill is riding the pine in fantasy this this week, and along with the rest of the team, in my opinion, except for one person. You guys will talk about that shortly. Uh, tight ends wise, uh, not super excited about these guys right now. Uh, Austin Hooper did exactly what Hooper has done his entire career. Nothing easily droppable. Uh, if for some reason you own him, uh, Dawson Knox as a Knox manager, uh, you're a bit concerned by two targets. Uh, I think you'll have the opportunity, uh, or you do not have the opportunity to sit him. Uh, but I think you'll be fine. It should level out. Um, you don't have better options anyway. So I think you're feeling fine starting him. Uh, I just think you're a little concerned, but if you look at the tight ends as a whole, it was weird. So. Uh, put your put your knocks in. Don't 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 get all. Get, <laughs> never mind. I'm not gonna say it. Yeah, I was about to say. Let's just better days ahead. We'll just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you for. Leaving I was me gonna into say, that. don't get your butternuts in the knots. <laughs> oh, sorry, my bad, guys. I'm having too much fun here. The butternuts got me. It was Joe. Okay, was Joe oh, fair enough. Um, all right. So the running backs in this game, obviously Henry, twenty-one. <laughs> rushes he's obvious um Dontrell Hilliard maybe a thing guys I, as a flex play I would at least throw it out there because I think that this Against you know this Buffalo, is a, though yeah well I think but the pass catching ability that he has is how you're going to be able to beat them I mean Henry's going to be you know having everything that he can handle against the d-line I think the opportunity Hilliard could have out of the backfield is maybe something I, I think he's startable in at least in the flex capacity um, on the Tennessee Titans or on the, my bad, on the Buffalo Bills side, uh, you have Singletary and I think you're going to fire him up no matter what. I mean, we just saw what Saquon Barkley did against this Tennessee defense. I think that is easily able to be replicated. I don't think he's going to get enough work to make it like, you know, heavy high end number one. But I think like, as far as like a DFS play, he is a killer idea for that option. Um, but any, any, player is going to be able to run on this uh, Tennessee defense. And I think Singletary is going to have a great day. I do like Singletary in this one. Okay. So guys, I got some trivia for you. What three wide receivers have the largest target share in week one? Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown, and Stefan Diggs. Actually, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, and Kyle Phillips all averaging around 30% of their team's targets. I'm not ready to buy that, but you know what I am buying? Traylon Burks had 21% of the target share in this one. They are clearly trying to get him involved, and I'm thinking Phillips just had 
a good matchup on Darnay Holmes, who had a horrible game. Maybe we target Holmes in daily next week rather than buy into Kyle Phillips here. Just a hunch. Robert Woods was hardly using this one, so I have no confidence starting any of these Tennessee wide receivers um, in season long at the moment. K.R. Elam and Bedford looked really solid in Tredavious White's absence. Burks is the guy I'm using in daily. If you have to use him in redraft, go for it, uh, whatever, or dynasty even. Uh, we're using Diggs and we're using Davis. It is concerning that Davis only had a 9% target share, but he did play 98% of the snaps, so I expect that number to come up a little bit. Crowder actually played less than Isaiah McKenzie, but had a 22% target share in this offense. So I'm not starting either Isaiah McKenzie or Jameson Crowder until I know more. It's just too sketchy at this point. You can use them in daily, but that's all I got for those. I'm not doing it. Fair enough. Fair. We like Buffalo. Easy Buffalo win. Easy Buffalo. Buffalo. No, No difficulty. All right. So... Down to uh, Dallas, where Cooper Rush and the Dallas Cowboys do their best Siegfried and Roy impression as the Bengals wipe the floor with them on their home stage. Uh, Over-under is 41.5. Getting into quarterbacks. Let's just start with Cooper Rush. Uh, He'll be the starter for the foreseeable future, and he is not an option unless you're in a Superflex League, and he still shouldn't be an option. Um, (laughs) Joe Burrow uh, did salvage his day at the end, but man, oh man, if you had Burrow on your team, you were Definitely worried for the portion of Sunday. Uh, Considering Dallas's defense held Brady in check, uh, this should be another challenge for him. Hopefully Burrow shook the rest off that week one, but after watching the last performance, you have to be a little nervous going in. But I don't think you're sitting him. Uh, I think you got to play him. Um, The only thing that would worry me is if they go ahead too fast. On to the tight ends. Hayden Hurst uh, is definitely worth rostering. Uh, Not quite starter material. Eight targets in week one. And with Higgins potentially out, you could start him if you wanted to, if you're desperate. Uh, Could make for a good daily lineup sleeper, in my opinion. And Dalton Schultz, uh, this might be the one pass catcher that's actually usable in Dak's absence, in my opinion. Uh, He did have nine targets in week one. I did not do the research to see how many of those were Cooper Rush. Uh, He should be available for those short dump offs for him to kind of get comfortable. Um, I can't imagine anyone being excited to play him, but unfortunately you probably don't have much of a better option. So you're playing. Good point. Um, all right. Running backs in this game, Mixon, you're firing up. Leonard Fournette had a hundred and like 20 something yards, 27 yards, I think, uh, against Dallas. So I think you'll be just fine putting Mixon in there. No worries. Dallas side of things, Elliot and Pollard. I don't know. Um, Cincinnati's defense is pretty good against the run, as was Tampa Bay's. But I think, think I, I just with Cooper Rush in there, you'd think they're going to have to lean way heavier on the run game. But at the same time, can you beat the Bengals like that? I don't know. So this will be – if it's a defensive matchup, that's good for the running backs. And I, I Elliott for sure is in there. Pollard, I think you're going to have to put him in there because I think they're going to be playing catch-up. But I just – with Cooper Rush, those targets, I don't know if they mean anything, you know? Well, if they use Pollard the way they should, uh, technically he should be usable because he should be the pass catching guy and help oh, right. Cooper rush out as Cooper, well. But Cooper he didn't really get as many. Balls. I was gonna say he didn't get many targets as it was week one. So I don't know. You you'd think that they're gonna be a run heavy team, but yeah, like you said, if they go down too quickly, what are they gonna do? Yeah, that's true. All right, wide receivers here. Since he's pretty easy for me, uh, we're starting Jamar Chase. I don't think anyone's questioning that. T. Higgins did get a limited practice in today, so he looks like he could go. If he goes, you are absolutely starting him. And if he does not go, Tyler Boyd's a good start for you. I'm not super high on Boyd, but you could start him in a flex spot, even if Higgins does play. Dallas is a sticky one. Uh, Cooper Rush, he's in the driver's seat. And after seeing how Dak was completely out of sync with Lamb, I would call it an upgrade for CD at this point. So, I'm starting Lamb still, but you may have a better option. And if you do, I would consider it. You know, like a Gabe Davis you got later, I'd put him definitely in over Lab. Um, I hear you on Noah Brown, all you Noah Brown lovers out there, but but no on this one, absolutely not. If Tolbert's active this week, he could muddy things up even further for this offense. So um, you're starting Chase Higgins and Lamb Boyd if he if you have to. That's that's about it. I'd have to agree with you on that one. No, um, no. I think we're all in agreement since he's been in this game. Yep. Yes. Okay. No difficulty. All right. So let's fly over to SoFi Stadium where the Los Angeles Billy Goats take on the Hotland of Falcons. Over under is 46, and it's LA, so there's no bad weather there. 
That's not true. I was in California and there was a heat wave over there. It was all of 95 degrees for the majority of my trip. Oh, there. Such were... a heat wave. Oh, I said the same thing. I right. said the same thing. And then I realized that people don't have air conditioning. And I was like, okay, that does suck. But well, I guess it seems true. like it's their fault. For that. Yeah, you should have had a AC. Ocean but anyway, breeze, am I right? Yeah, ocean breeze. Well, the ocean breeze was not breezing. Let's just put it that way. Anyway, <laughs> uh, on to the quarterbacks. Uh, Stafford, uh, the only thing that appeared to work for him was his breakfast club cup, uh, cup connection. So um, this shoulder injury could be bothering him. Uh, we might be having a Super Bowl hangover, or maybe just the Rams just got outplayed by a better team. Um, I'm leaning towards the shoulder injury. I'm a little worried about that. Um, let's see what happens here. They got a pretty juicy matchup, maybe a little time to utilize the running backs, but you're starting Stafford this week just because it's Atlanta and it's the right thing to do. Uh, Mariota, nope. Nope, definitely not. You're not. Don't look at the last game and think, well, he finished as a QB1 last week. Just don't do that. I'm not even going to get into it. Just don't do it. Uh, Pitts, don't panic. He'll be fine. He did get seven targets and will still be heavily utilized. This is uh, in part two, Mariota being not that good. Um, Higby, 11 targets. Joe, I know you think he's a fraud, but the second most targeted player on the team, uh, he did catch less than half of them. So there's your argument. But yeah. I do think Higby is a valuable streaming asset with no tight end behind him on the team. So. How many of those just bounced off his hands? I was about to say, he would be an amazing defensive back the way he's swatting those balls away. Yeah. It was, it was All right, listen, listen, guys, I'm just saying Higby's a valuable streaming option because if he's going to get that many targets. own risk. Okay, well, <laughs> fair, fair enough. Um, on to the running backs. Um, guys, Atlanta has the number one rush defense in the NFL right now, according to fantasy football. Isn't that impressive? Um, but but anyway, you're fantasy football. Well, like the you know how ESPN has the little like you know what they're ranked as. Oh um, yeah, yeah. In in defense against that position, well, Atlanta is the the number one. They are the hardest defense to face as a running back apparently. Uh, after week one, I'm gonna go ahead and say let's not worry about that. Uh, Daryl Henderson, fire him up. You're good to go. Cam Akers, leave him on the in the in the garbage bin with the uh rest of the broken toys because that's just where hey, this is california they recycle over there okay or compost uh, bin good point but go put them on the compact post uh heat for a while and see what happens uh the atlanta side of things you're throwing out court you know you're throwing out patterson he, he's gonna have to go back out there he is not just you know if he was a solid just running back i would say he's probably a little like downgraded in this game but since he is a pass catcher as well fire him up he is good to go. And with Damian Williams getting hurt too, like it's just all the more for the Corderell show. Like it's, it's just fire him up. It's ready to go. Fire him wide up, rec- man. Wide receivers. Are you going to play Cooper cup this week, Joe? Can you tell us about the wide receivers in this game? Uh, yeah, I, I really toss this one back and forth. Um, I think I am going to go with cup actually. Um, okay. He had his usual insane playing usage of a hundred percent and 22% snap share. I mean, what the hell? But on the other side, Allen Robinson played 97% and only had 3% of the target share. So this will self-correct. I do think Allen Robinson is in for brighter days, and I would start him. I don't see any reason not to start him this week. You drafted him to start him. You're going to start him, Um, especially against the defense that Jameis just kind of carved up there. So, yeah, I'm starting him. And then on the Atlanta side, Drake London is the real deal. I don't. Out of all the rookies, you can say Dotson looked awesome, which he did whatever else you want to say. Drake London was probably the most impressive there. He stepped right in like he owned the place, and I'm very excited to see him play more. He looks he looks like Cooper Cup. Like, I, I know it's a short sample size with only there being one game, but just the way that he plays football, he is going to make any quarterback that comes in there really good. So I'm yep. excited for his career. Yep. But the Rams get back on track. Yeah. You like the Rams here? Yeah, yeah, Rams. But, yeah, I just, let me go I Atlanta. Mean, wow. Okay. Fireball bet. Yeah, fireball bet. Bring it on. <laughs> okay. All right, All right. So we're gonna go to Legion Stadium where Arizona is gonna play Las Vegas. Uh, I'm not too excited about this game, so I'm not even gonna give it in an intro. Fifty-one and a half is the over/under for this one. 
Uh, I'm actually excited about this game because I think this is two middle of the pack teams, and I think this will actually be a really good game because both defenses are kind of trash. So, Kyler Murray, rough start, uh, but pass defense, uh, Las Vegas's pass defense should just be a breeze at this point. You're starting Kyler, and things will get better. I know some of you guys might disagree. Uh, Derek Carr, after that week one performance, Carr is riding the bench. It's nice that he utilizes Adams, but uh, no way he's starting right now. Uh, I think we want him to be good, and everyone's like, "Well, he's got Devontae Adams now; he's going to be good." But has a brutal start, so let's let's see what happens before you actually think about starting him. You shouldn't have been thinking about that anyway. Uh, Waller, good to see him off to a good start, um, especially with him, you know, being out there, you know, not being out there for the end of 2021. Uh, good things to come from him, and a good sign for the future. Uh, Zach Ertz, my man. I personally think he's gonna. Uh, you're firing him up anyway because you're probably don't have a better option and hopefully you got him at a good value uh I, th- I i understand he caught two balls for 10 yards and a touchdown but i have a feeling there's going to be a lot of dump offs coming his way so look out for Ertz. he should be a uh, fire i would love to put him in some dfs lineups this, this week okay yeah fair enough um as far as running backs go i think you're gonna have to fire up james connor because you probably don't have a better option um chargers were or not chargers the Raiders were very good against the Chargers. It, um, Austin Eckler, they had a really good run defense last week, so I think James Conner could be in for another lower, less-than-usual week, but I think that offense will get a little bit back on track at least. And on the Raiders' side, obviously you're going to be good to go with the frying up Josh Jacobs. Uh, there were three different running backs for KC that averaged over five yards against this Arizona defense, so I think Josh Jacobs, this is a week where he's going over 100 yards, and you know, maybe a couple of tutties. Love Josh Jacobs this week. You ready for some wide receivers for this one? I'm hoping. All right. Devontae, Devontae, Devontae. That is all in this whole game at all that you want to start. You what can about start Marquise Brown? You probably drafted him there. What about Dorch? Yeah, please. <laughs> Please start him, Josh. I want to see that. What about Dorch? Oh, dude. No, honestly, I, I guarantee someone out there is starting Dorch this week. I actually would love to see like the ESPN start percentage. So, yeah. all right. He played well, like 97% of snaps, dude. I call this there. I call this a toss-up. Like I could see either of these teams winning this, so I'll I'll uh, defer to the crowd. I'm going Raiders. Raiders. I think Devontae Adams is overwhelming. I'll take Arizona, but you guys can have the Raiders, and that'll be the consensus pick there. Okay, fair enough. Just want to go against you. I'm not fireball betting because I actually enjoy both teams. So, in a All weird right. way, like how no, okay, never mind. Continue, Joe. Continue. All right. So the Bears, they might bring the slip and slide with them to Lambo as the Packers continue to convince themselves that they are still contenders. Um, there is rain in the forecast. Over under is 42, so relatively low scoring here. What do you guys got? How much rain is it going to be? The same? I hope Hopefully. so. Gosh, I hope that is the thing. Um, all right, first things first, we did talk about this already, but this the last game that the Bears had was an outlier. Uh, so Fields, don't be judging either the Bears or the 49ers players at this point, but I'm getting into Fields, so I wanted to say that. Uh, all that being said, you're not starting Fields just yet. Um, you most likely got him as a backup anyway. Uh, and if you do see him in anywhere, go pick him up. Like, if he's just sitting on the waiver wire, go pick him up. And speculative ad, people probably dropped him after that. Um, I, I think he has shown some improvement from last year with some broken plays. Uh, and he does, he is a very speedy guy, Aaron Rodgers, I don't know what is the trend of veteran quarterbacks this week and just being terrible, but don't worry. Rogers playing the bears week two, and you know what he'll do. So <laughs> that's does it. He own them. He, I think he owns the bears. I think, is what, I, what think they, I heard that. Somewhere. What they say. Uh, so if you don't know what he does, he, he owns the bears and he does good. So I don't know who he's going to throw to, but he, he'll be fine. Um, Tight ends, Komet, whew, one target is rough. Uh, like I said, this wasn't a normal game. I would personally be sitting Komet right now, but if you wanted to act like this is week one again and just roll the dice, I completely understand because that week one did not count. Uh, Tanyan, on the other hand, uh, personally, I think he's a solid play uh, with less trust in the wide receiver's hands. I think Tanyan is primed for a big role all year. I personally think you fire him up and I think he's going to be a big red zone <coughs> target all year. So, All right, fair enough. Uh Running backs wise, uh, obviously the Green Bay side, you're using Dylan, you're using Aaron Jones, you're not thinking twice about it. Um, on the Chicago side of things, uh, David Montgomery had a, an impressive 17 rushes for 26 yards. Uh, 
it, I'm going to chalk that up to how the game was going, but um, I think you're going to use him in your starting position. I think this week will be better. Um, Khalil Herbert, though, I do think does at least consider uh, – use. Uh, he is at least flex uh, considerable. I think you could put him in that role, and I think that you won't be that mad about it because I think he will steal touchdowns this year, and I think that he is kind of a dynamic player when you know they put him out there. I actually completely agree. I think Herbert is a flex play. I think even last week showed it, but in general last year showed it. So um, I think he at least considers flex play, especially if you're in like a two flex league. I think he should be on your roster at that point. Yeah, extremely talented. He's very efficient running the football. So I'm all in on Herbert. But um, I hear all the belly aching about Mooney. And for the people that are saying it, did you guys even watch the game? Josh already touched on that. But it was atrocious, so we're going to give him a pass as he gets back on track this week. Uh, the pack just got torched by Justin Jefferson. Now, I'm not comparing Darnell Mooney to Justin Jefferson. I'm saying they can Shit. be had here. Uh, the Packers, good luck if you're starting any of these guys. I feel sorry for you. We saw what happened last week. Lazard had a limited practice today. If he plays, I think you can start him semi-confidently because, I mean, just by uh, – He's the only guy Aaron Rodgers trusts because he didn't play last week, if that makes sense. So I like Lazard. I like Mooney. I'm not starting anyone else in this game, receiver-wise. Who you guys got winning it? Bears. Chicago. I'm going to go with the Packers. Sorry, Joe. That's fine. No, Fireball I'm, I'm riding the Bears, man. Their defense is special. So I think Aaron's going to have uh, his hands full. Joe, it's to answer, hit mentality, man. Joe, to a- answer your question again, what'd you say? The fireball bet? Write Aww. it down, Bill. Write it down, Bill. <laughs> All That's right. Good. Well, Billy writes that down. Uh, we're going to go to the battle of who is the better third-round pick um, as Davis Mills brings his ragtag bunch of guys to the Mile High City to take on Safety Russ and the Broncos. Over-under is 45. Should be a beautiful night in Denver. Um. You'll probably get a layover here because this game's going to be bad. Uh, and mainly that's for the Houston Texans. Uh, they are not going to do what they did last week. Uh, Mills is not rosterable. I think you know that. Um, Russ took a minute, but Russ did not get the revenge game we were hoping for. It was a rough start. He did add some points late. And honestly, I think he's a top 10 quarterback right now, technically, after all that. Um, you're riding the Russ train. You're starting him. I mean, you most likely have him as your starting quarterback, and I think he's worth it, especially in a matchup like this. Uh, OJ Howard, two targets, two catches, two touchdowns. Worth the add, not worth the start. If you want to roll the dice, you go ahead, but I'm not going to. Uh, Denver's tight ends? Nope. Albert O did fine. I get it. But after seeing the way Russ and the Broncos played and feeling like there was a new tight end out there all every freaking play, I'm out. I'm out. This week, at least. I'm not saying drop Albert O. Keep him if you want. I like Fair that. Enough. I'm a big fan of that guy. Uh, okay. Don't pick uh, him up or anything. Just, just a on the uh, running back side of things, um, Javante Williams is a target machine. 12 targets in this last game. Seven rushes on top of that. Uh, he's definitely going to be usable against a Houston defense that just gave up 161 yards to Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Melvin Gordon is, is also usable as an RB2, so go ahead and th- throw him out there. Houston side... I don't think I can start either of them and feel good between Damian Pierce or Rex Burkhead. Rex Burkhead was suspiciously used in that game a lot more than I had hoped. And I was hoping we'd get a lot more Damian Pierce, but it appears as if we're going to just ease him into the game, which doesn't make a lot of sense how they treated him in the preseason. Like he was a starter. And in the first game, he's out snapped by Rex Burkhead. I don't really think I understand that one a whole lot from the Houston perspective. Um, but I, if they're playing catch up, which I think they will be, unless Denver does another like weird ass thing that they did last week, I think you're going to be getting Rex Burkhead and not Damian Pierce. Absolutely. Um, wide receivers, you got Cooks, Judy, and Sutton. Start them. Losing Justin Simmons really hurts the Broncos a lot in coverage, and Cooks should be able to absolutely eat in this one. He gets those cheap catches. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, I will eat my words on the Judy thing. But if he didn't break the long TD, he still would have gotten you like five or six points. So I go. like Judy. I'm coming around on him. But, uh, you know, he did get a r- little lucky on that play. <laughs> and Sutton salvaged an otherwise poor day, but had pretty good usage in this one. So 
I like the three of them. You can make the case for Nico Collins, but I'm not ready to start him just yet. Five or six points, four catches for 40 yards would have been five or six points. I mean, I don't know if you're not playing PPR or what, but all right. Eat the words on Judy. We'll allow it. Uh, One thing I do want to say is I do not understand Denver's usage of Javante Williams and how Melvin Gordon was in the, the, the goal line five plays in a row. And they get, and then they finally gave Javante one the next round and it was a broken play because they couldn't hear anything because Seattle just messed with Russell's head. So it's just weird. You'd think he'd be used to it by now, but yeah, guess not. Exactly. Denver wins. I think we know. I think Denver's going to win. They either win in a blowout or Houston wins close. I don't, I think that that's the only two options here because I think Seattle was I didn't think they were going to beat Denver and they ended up winning that one. And I think that in close games, Seattle are not Seattle, but Denver looks awful. So I if think, it's a blowout, it's a Denver. If it's I, not, Houston's I think the best it's team in the league, man. Starts out, starts out close, uh, ends up rough at the end, and that's all Denver. Like one of these Den- teams is undefeated, and it's not the Broncos. Just saying. I love undefeated as a tie. That's just one of the <laughs> best things in the world. Uh, all right. All then. right. On to the next. Right, we're getting into worse and oh, worse games. Right. So let's, let's move all on. Right, down I forgot we're getting to Josh now. They wrote him off, but he didn't write back. Geno Smith flies down to Levi Stadium where the 49ers still have piss stains on their dungarees from facing the Bears in week one. We got scattered showers in San Francisco. The over under in this one is 41.5. Sorry, Josh. No, it wasn't mine. I don't know why Billy said that. Um, Gino, great to see him start out perfect for like 11 passes um, and even outplay Russ at that point, but still not ready for fantasy. You can pick him up. I get it. I'm personally hoping he's the comeback player of the year. This man deserves it. He played like a, a men amongst boys. Speaking of a child amongst boys, uh, I haven't watched any of the Gridiron Heights, but I assume Trey Lance still has the little child voice. Um, and I could do that victory lap here, but I haven't gotten there yet. Like I said, I'm not judging anyone on that Chicago game. Uh, but this is week one for Lance. Let's see what he has to do. Um, I guess if you think you should start him, you should. But I have very low expectations of him, especially the way they treated Russell Wilson. Um, tight ends wise, uh, this is another team that had uh, seven or eight tight ends. Um, not really sure what you're going to do if you're a Seattle tight end owner. Uh, Noah Fant. Sure. Uh, Disley, keep an eye on him too. Uh, and then there's another one. I don't know. Just, I, I wouldn't start him yet. See what happens. See how that shakes out. But I think Disley is a speculative ad, especially in like dynasty or really deep leagues. Um, and then Kittle, he looks like he's out for another week. Um, there's nothing behind him really. So I'm not starting anyone uh, dwelly or whatever his name is. But uh, yeah, at this point, Kittle off to a really bad start. So. Glad I spent all that free agent budget on all of the free agent budget. Man, I should have worked that in there. Um, I wrote this earlier. Damn. Oh, uh, yeah, that was cl- that's a classic, classic Joe. I love that. Um, the running back side of this. So, um, we'll start with the least confusing one, maybe, and that's Seattle, where Penny looked pretty good in that game, but Ken Walker is back. So, what capacity is that going to end up in? I don't know because San Francisco, the one thing they did do good last week in that rain, monsoon, mud storm was shut down the run. So is that going to be used against them? Is Gino going to look okay? I don't know. I don't know how good their defense was based on what they did to Chicago because that game was just a sloppy mess. Um, on the other side of things, San Francisco, now that Elijah Mitchell's hurt, I don't know. Like, Obviously, you're going to put Jeff Wilson in there because his like little ESPN projection is going to be like 15 points. I don't think he's going to get near that. I think he'll be in the 10, 7, you know, seven 8, 9, 10-point range. Um, and if he gets a touchdown, maybe it, you know, maybe that will be a little bit higher, but I don't feel good about any of these running backs, to be honest, even though Javante and Melvin Gordon had pretty good games against this defense. And I, I don't think any of these running backs are going to be that good. So I'm not starting them. Good call on that. So guys, Aik played hundred percent of snaps and looks to be the guy in the passing game. With Eli Mitchell's injury, Samuel could see his late-season usage from last year in rushing, which is huge for both of those guys. Metcalf was the most targeted Seattle wide receiver. That should continue in this one. Uh, I'm a little nervous about starting Lockett, but the game script should be in his favor. Um, so you, you can start all these guys. You're not starting the, the other Denver receivers. I mean, K.J. Hamler in a daily could, could pay off pretty big if he breaks a big one. But I'm not betting on it. 
It looks like Judy is what people thought Hamler was going to be, though. So I think you're pretty much sitting Hamler at the moment. And personally, I think Lockett is sittable right now. You should definitely be sitting him right now. He didn't see enough. I didn't see enough down the, down the field for Gino to be excited about Lockett. And Metcalf seemed to be the favorite. So, Yeah, we have to assume the 49ers are going to be up in this one, though. So I could see Lockett getting those cheap catches in this one. So in a That's PPR, fair. I don't mind it. It's possible. So 49ers win? Oh, yeah. yeah. 49ers. Trailing gets back on track. I don't agree with that. I think it's the running game. <laughs> Debo Samuel runs He's for three He's a part touchdowns. of that. All right, guys. My peck. My back. Lick my – oh, I'm sorry. I was just saying it. What the hell is Acrisure Stadium? Um, New England and Pittsburgh are playing in Acrisure Stadium. Um, Lost Hines, man. Probably still better than the Chicago Stadium. It probably is, but it's always going to be Hines for me. I don't care Mm -hmm. who the hell changes the name or who puts up the money to change the name. That's that's dog crap. But no weather concerns in this one. Over under is 40. Man, Mahomes is going to have a bad time when he plays in Pittsburgh. Um, Anyway, we got Mac Jones. Broke his back, which I think is what uh, Joe was alluding to there. Uh, This is not great. Uh, He looked bad before the injury. I can't imagine he's going to be any better afterwards. It's going to be a bumpy ride, Patriots fan. You're you're, you're sitting Mac Jones in case you're a winner. Uh, Also sitting Trubisky. He was fine, though, just for like notes wise uh, for not doing that great. He did good a good job of like getting the ball to his stars around him. So uh, shouldn't hamper the playmakers too much. I just think that Trubisky, uh, you're obviously sitting. Uh, Freermuth was the highest scoring offensive weapon on the team. Uh, you are happy with that, especially as he was drafted at the bottom of startable tight ends. So keep it going, Muth. We love you. Uh, Hunter Henry and John, this is the worst case scenario and a waste of two careers. Uh, they are not Gronkowski and pre murder Hernandez, just as Mac Jones is not Brady. So you're sitting them both. There's no worth. There's no worth there. Fair enough. Um, on the running back side, New England, I'd, don't want to start either of those running backs. Sorry, just not going to happen. Uh, Najee Harris says that he is a full go this week uh, after leaving with a foot injury in the fourth quarter. I'm going to go ahead and bet, like, you're going to have to roll the dice with him. Here's the thing. Uh, if you don't put him out there and he goes off, you're going to feel stupid. If he goes out there and leaves in the second series with that foot injury, you're also going to feel stupid. So, I mean, the thing mm-hmm. is, you're going to have, you're just going to have to roll the dice. And, you know, if he does go out in that second series with the foot injury and Jalen Warren takes over, you're just going to have to eat it this week, and that's just the bed you're going to have to make for yourself. I love it. Devontae Parker played every snap of the Patriots, but had two targets. Uh, chalk that up to a bad matchup with Xavier Howard. Uh, I do think you can start Devontae Parker. I'm not overly confident on it, but uh, do not even think about starting any of these other Patriots receivers. Uh, on the Pittsburgh side, I'm only starting Deontay Johnson in this game. Claypool saw his usage increase over last year, but his role leads to inconsistency. So he's a good spot start guy. I wouldn't feel safe as his wide receiver two, maybe wide receiver three. He does offer that kind of upside. And Pickens looked really good, but I'm not ready to trust him in my lineup just yet. No, I, I was going to say he didn't look that great in general. So um, who you guys got winning this? Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh as well. Agree. And the, the my peck for the non-IDP people was TJ Watt. I, I hope they understand that. I it would was, hope so. You got to clarify it, that. It was the joke. It, it's uh, people only playing half the game. I, I was being facetious. Yeah, what is true. defense and special teams? What's IDP mean? Uh, speaking right. of defense special teams, before we get into the next one, um, how do you guys feel about I, – not that we want to talk about this for IDP people, but defense and special teams, how do you feel about Pittsburgh's defense without TJ Watt? like as a defensive special teams fantasy perspective. They've got dogs on that defense, man. I was still good. Still good. Still good. I mean, Watt leads to a lot of those broken plays that the rest of them capitalize on. But I mean, Highsmith had a huge game. I don't see any reason why they. Yeah. yeah. I don't see any reason why they can't be 90, 85% of what they were last week, which was still awesome. Yeah. I just see it going a little downhill because TJ Watt was so disruptive that he was the main he was it's literally true. the person scoring for a defensive special teams team, basically. I mean, he, he was the defensive player of the year. So, he I was, mean, yeah, he, impacted he's going to be missed. The plays, regardless. All right. Um, I think I'm in the intros on this one, right, Joe? Yep. You want to do it together? Oh. Uh, yeah, we can just skip it. It's Cleveland, New York Jets. You're not it's starting... Cleveland and the Jets. It's Cleveland and the Jets. Sorry, I forgot you did have an intro for that. That's my bad. <laughs> Over uh, under 40, and it is clear. 
Yeah, I don't want to start anyone from either of these teams, if I'm being honest. Uh, quarterbacks and tight ends especially, which is what I prepared for. Uh, Njoku is not the guy uh, that anyone thought. Um, Zach Poor Wilson. Kyle. Damn it, Kyle. Damn, Damn it, Kyle. Kyle. Uh, Flacco will be playing again. Zach Wilson's out. Um, and I think that really the Jets are going to realize Zach Wilson isn't all that great because Flacco actually played pretty decently. But you're not starting in the fantasy, and you're not starting Jacoby Brissett, and you're not starting whoever the hell the Jets tight end is. So, yeah. Tyler Conklin. That's fair. It is Tyler Conklin. But they're fair enough. Um, As far as the running backs go, obviously Hunt and Chubb were both worked a lot in that game against the Panthers. Oh, I'm sorry. That's that's my bad. You would start Hunt and Chubb. I was just on my Those two are fine. Um, on the other side of things, uh, guys, do you remember when Michael Carter died in the middle of the offseason and everybody buried him and he was put to rest? Well, do you he's remember back. when I do you remember when I said that you guys shouldn't do that? Or yes. is that just is it too early to victory? Well, lap I'm glad that you had a seance and brought him back. You can the victory lap. Because Michael Carter is back. Um, they were both used in the passing game and the running game. Um, I do think Brees Hall will eventually take over this backfield. It's a little weird that it's not that way already, but whatever. Where you got to roll with the punches here. Uh, both had nine targets in the game, so neither uh, neither of them was like seeing more than the other, at least in the passing game. Um, but I think they're both usable in a flex capacity. Hopefully, you don't have these guys as your RB two because it's going to be some suspicious weeks out there. But as far as like a flex play, you can't get two better ones than this because they will always be down. And if they're both in the passing game, they're always going to be involved. So good things can come from this. Absolutely. On the wide receiver side, you got Brissett and Flacco. Nope. Nope. Okay. So, okay. So we are on the same Hey, real quick. Elijah Moore had a touchdown call back last week. Wilson had nine targets. So did Corey Davis, but I don't think Flacco is not going to be throwing that much in this one. Um, Kareem Hunt is the wide receiver one in Cleveland. So just move along. You can start Elijah Moore. I mean, probably will. He's, Obviously, Start Mickey Blanco, you cowards. Yeah. You cowards. They don't even know. Oh, okay. Who's winning this game? You, you just want to flip a coin? Does anyone it's have a probably going to be them? Cleveland, but I'm going to be rooting the hell out of the Jets. I don't I'm going Jets, baby. Um, so you guys are both going Jets. I'll take Cleveland. Fuck it. I don't really care. Fair enough. I'm not fireball betting on that. Just one. <laughs> Most confident one of the day, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, now into my intros, which are not as good as Joe's because he told me pregame that I'm going to be doing some intros. Let's get into Billy's lifelong fandom, Carolina taking on the New York Giants in the Meadowlands. I think that's what you call New York. Um, but keep pounding. Keep pounding. Uh Poor Billy, Baker Mayfield, lifelong Panthers fan. That was rough. And he got better in the second half, though, says Billy. I don't think so. You're not starting him. Daniel Jones, for some reason, really likes Shepard and no one else. This team is Saquon. You're not starting him. Worth mentioning, Myrick, Myrick uh, of the Giants did have a touchdown catch for one yard. I guess that's something. You're not starting him. Cool. Got through the quarterbacks and uh, tight ends. I like how we're just burning through years really quick. We'll get back to you, though, here in a minute. Um, as far as the running backs go, obviously this is the most elite running back matchup of the day. You got Saquon Barkley versus CMC. This was one, two here a couple years ago, and we're getting to see them both on the same field. So let me get my popcorn ready. I'm ready to eat. I mean, yeah, you you don't need to talk about them. Everybody knows to start them. So, right. Absolutely. Uh, where did Robbie Anderson come from? (laughs) My man played a hundred percent of the snaps. If you have the balls to start Robbie Anderson this week, by all means, I will gladly shake your hand. <laughs> Good for but you. But I need one more week on this one. DJ Moore will continue to underwhelm with Baker at the helm, but you did not listen to me about drafting him, so now you're stuck with him. The joke's on you. For the Giants, who knows? Tony was the most effective receiver but played almost no snaps. Galladay and Shepard were your snap leaders. Shepard came out of nowhere to post two catches for 71 yards. Don't start him. Just, just don't. All right, and the winner is Carolina. The New York Giants. Just kidding. I'm going to go with Carolina. I can't believe it. Carolina is fun and lovable. Yeah, Carolina is fun and lovable. And I think, like Billy said earlier in maybe the other podcast, where Christian McCaffrey finally got utilized. It's like, oh, right. We have one of the best running backs in the league. So weird that they just were trying to protect him. And then they were. They were not trying to protect him. The runs and plays they called for him were stupid. And like he was still being utilized. All right. Uh, Now into the Detroit Lions playing 
the Washington Commanders. Personally, I'm excited about this game because both of these teams put up points last week. Uh, Goff actually was quite impressive uh, for the, the small amount that they did, uh, but they chose to run more than anything. Uh, and I think personally, if they let Goff like have a little bit more control of this team, I think he could actually be a valuable starter. Um, Wentz, oh, you're not starting Goff, sorry, because they don't let they don't trust him, which is fair. Uh, Wentz, <laughs> albeit still doing Wentz things, looks like as a solid quarterback uh, and is QB three right now. Just to, just to say, mainly due to the supporting cast, being honest, and I'm excited to see him continue his career. I think he is worth a flex ad, and maybe like if you're throwing a random draft DraftKings uh, roster together, um, and then Logan Thomas, uh, disappointing. Um, he is coming off an injury, so give him some time. I think you're sitting him for now. You got him as a backup anyway. And Hawk, he's Hawk solid, man. You're you're starting him. He's good. Hawk solid. I'm stealing that. All I've day. never heard of that, but I love that. Hawk that's my solid, name, baby. Actually. You have a you have Hawkinson anywhere? New team yeah, name. That's Hawk my new solid. team name. I do like that. All you right. Gotta get uh, rid of Go Packers, though. I can't. I, I don't oh, know. I hate that. Um, moving on to the running backs, Swift, obviously completely usable in this game. Should have should eat and uh, eat quite well. Uh, Jamal Williams, I think, is a very good, uh, you know, vulture touchdown vulture to throw out there. Joe is. Pounding his fist on the beat ups bar every time he saw Jamal Williams in that fe- in the backfield stealing those touchdowns from his DeAndre Swift. Forty two percent of snaps for Mr. Williams. That's it's, such a sad, sad. It, it was quite sad because Swift could be you know potentially wide, or running back one if he didn't have that in the backfield. Uh, the Washington side. So I think they're trying to prove a point with Antonio Gibson at this point because even in a, in a uh, effort like they, they were having against Jacksonville. He was heavily used in the passing game, heavily used in the rushing game. He wasn't overly effective in the rushing game, but the passing game made up for it. And J.D. McKissick wasn't really that used. And while Brian Robinson's out still, Antonio Gibson is a fire. You know, you have to fire him up every week, and you're going to feel great. The people that got him sort of late because of the Brian Robinson thing, you all are lucky dogs because I think you lucked into a really good running back that's going to be heavily used. And after we all pretty much – Try to say he was dead and buried in the you know the offseason, except for Josh. He did not say that. I'm here for it. I'm trying to tell you guys. Trying to tell you guys. But to be fair, uh Brian Robinson did get shot in the leg, so I can't really like <laughs> victory <laughs> lap on a gunshot. It's, not a, it's not a victory <laughs> lap at that point. It's an it's a weird flex, but yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I oh. Oman Ra is the real dude here. Uh DJ Chark was your number two. Both guys can be used. If Swift does miss time with the ankle injury, fire up Amon Ra everywhere in daily. And real, real quick, man, are people ready to jump back on the Curtis Samuel train? Uh, he played 70% of snaps and had 20% target share. Whatever. I'm not ready to welcome him into my starting lineup yet. So keep him on your bench. <laughs> you picked him up on waivers. You burned, you wasted a waiver wire pick. That's fine. That's fine. But Dotson did look super studly in his first game and played almost all the wide receiver snaps. So you're absolutely starting McLaurin and Amon Ra. Dotson, Samuel, and Shark look way better on your bench this week. If you have to start them, you can, but not overly excited about those guys. I think Shark could be startable. Um, he yeah. did actually have a pretty good role in the Lions offense. Until Jameson gets there, I think he has a role, personally. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not excited about starting all day. Means. I'm, I'm with you on the like not excited. So, yeah. um, I got Detroit winning their first game here for sure. Yep. Detroit starts their march for 10 wins, and the first body they're laying down are the commanders. All right, well, uh, let's go ahead and uh move into Jackson land. Uh, Jacksonville gonna be 79 degrees, slightly humid there. Uh, pulled up the weather report just for Joe because uh, apparently he has a weather report. I do not have the over under because I was not prepared for this. It's 45 uh, and a half, 45 and a half, and they're playing against Indy. Uh, so we got two quarterbacks who threw way too much and not well. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, yeah, sure. If you want to say, oh, he he did throw for almost 300 yards, and Matt Ryan did throw for like 350. Yeah, he completed about like 60 ish percent of his passes uh, and had a touchdown and an interception. Uh, only thing this is good for is like one wide receiver per. Joe will let you get into that in a bit. Uh, tight ends, on the other hand, not excited about any of them in this league. Uh, I don't even think Indy has one anymore. Uh, you got Mo Ali Cox, Kyle Granson. And then I think what Jacksonville's got Evan Ingram. He did okay. Set them all. 
you're sitting all you're sitting all the quarterbacks and tight ends of this league. So, of this game. So, it um, is it is enough. scattered thunderstorms all day in this one. It says humid. It didn't say that there were scattered thunderstorms. It's Florida. If it's humid, there's going to be scattered thunderstorms. Oh, sorry. My apologies. I didn't live in South Carolina for four years. So if Matt Ryan can't eat against the Jacksonville defense, it's it's time. It's it's time to. I mean, the stats hang were, it up. the stats were there for Matt Ryan. He just didn't get the touchdowns. But there was also yeah. like 29 carries to Jonathan Taylor. So well, yeah, and that, that's like getting into the running backs. Obviously, you're starting Jonathan Taylor and not thinking twice about it. Man had 31 carries for 161 yards and. That's not even counting his touches he got through the passing game. Um, and then on the Jacksonville side, James Robinson is a lot healthier than we thought he was going to be for week one. Um, and we will have to admit out loud that Etienne just missed two open touchdowns that would have completely skewed this differently. Um, but because he missed those, James Robinson got the touchdowns and he you know, made his value known. So Say it, Billy. Say it. And he will be worthless the Say rest what? of the year. They're both usable in fantasy. They're both good players to put okay. on the team. Okay, Joe, say it. James Robinson is valuable. Travis Etienne is valuable. They're both James valuable. Robinson got lucky. I don't know mm-hmm. why either of them would not be valuable. Sorry, both Billy, valuable. once again, I, I just lump you in with Joe because I know Joe is like, James Robinson's garbage is Travis Etienne show, blah, blah. Well, it is yeah, the Travis Etienne show. That's, he just didn't come to fruition. Joe's very Etienne, pro-Etienne. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Joe. What, what okay. about the wide receivers? Can I, can I talk, Josh? Can talk, I talk about the two people you want to talk about. <laughs> okay, I want to talk about Michael Pittman because he's a god at this point, and you're not taking him out of your lineup. And Christian Kirk, he had a whopping 12 targets. Uh, Jay Jones and Marvin Jones, the Jones brothers, saw some good usage. And Paris Campbell played a lot, but you're not using them. So you got Pittman, you got Kirk, and we're not going to think twice about it. Yeah, All Pittman, right. Pittman looks like the real deal. The um, Jones brothers. For sure. Um, and Indy wins this game. Jacksonville, I what? don't know what to make of them. Uh, Doug Peterson's a good coach, and they were in that game against Washington. It's just I don't think he has enough to put them over the top. He's got to have more uh, players. Honestly, they actually weren't in that game. Carson Wentz let them in that game is what happened. Well, the defense for Jacksonville came in. back. Like, yeah. they came came back. But I still think is mostly Wentz as much as I love Wentz it was Wentz that gave them a chance at the game two back-to-back interceptions uh, on like basically the goal line to give them touchdowns yeah no. well that's fair okay well I want to end this podcast by taking a fireball shot because as everyone may not remember um I bet Josh that Tom Brady would not take a snap of football this season oh friend. and as it turns out he played so sort of know. Well, he, he was out there. He was out there and he took a snap. So bottoms up to everyone out there. I cannot believe I got that wrong, but whatever. I also appreciate appreciate you remembering, honestly, at this point, because I forgot. Play that sound bite. Oh, yeah, my bad. My bad, guys. Fireball. <laughs> That's what it feels like in my stomach right now. I bet it does. It's the exact sound that goes through the stomach. Yeah, ain't that the truth? Anyone? Anyway. Okay, that was me rattled. Follow us on YouTube. Go to the IDPArmy.com and read the articles. Mace, put a good one up there. He's going to have one every week. Be sure to follow that. You're going to need that for your uh, waiver wires and just recap overall because he breaks down things really well. Follow the TikTok at the IDP Army. Uh, We're going to have TikToks all throughout the entire season. Um, Follow us all on Twitter at OmbreVender, at JoshHallSTL, and at OPJoe, and that's two E's in there. Uh, make sure you follow us hit us up on there dm us we got we'll answer any questions that you have um or you can just make fun of our takes because we appreciate all sorts of feedback even if it's to make fun of us so joe get us out of here all right remember possums here at the idp army we live it so you can win it good night